This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. We're scary and we're eerie. This month we're not so cheery. It's time to feel some fury as now we start the show. Our podcast may be haunted. You never knew you wanted our horror knowledge flaunted. It's time for Bacon Cell. Yeah! Yay! Thanks, guys. Hey, that's awesome. Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And we'd like to thank you for listening to our Gateway Horror episode. Wait, no, no. Gateway Horror episode. Yeah, yeah, you episode. said that way too scary. <laughs> We're not scaring you. We're making you happy. Come on in. How do you feel we did with that to based the garden on the of response? Horror. The response seemed pretty good. Uh, people seemed to enjoy it. In fact, uh, some people took our advice. Okay. Uh, I'll read this comment from uh, Aubrey Larson. Wife of the listener. I wish we could give her the title L. of the listener because she's the better Larson. Oh, <laughs> come on! He knows this to be true as I'm well. I'm sure it's true, but why call him out on it? <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Spencer Larson is great, but Aubrey is better. But she said we immediately watched Blink, the uh, Doctor Who episode we recommended yeah. for a gateway horror. We immediately watched Blink tonight, and it was just the right amount of scary for me. It was a great show to watch in October. Thanks for the recommendation. Uh, it was a great show to watch in October. Thanks for the recommendation. I watched Rear Window and after the after the Hitchcock show last year, and I loved it. So if you have any other extra light horror picks, let me know. This is about as scary as I want to go. Okay. We so do like, because we went halfway on that show. Yeah. We, yeah. Could, we could do a whole other show just like that. We could. And then uh, Joel Jenkins actually wrote, uh, just watch Blink. That was a fun ride. Just enough scary for a nice lunch break TV show. And now I understand the Weeping Angels reference people are always talking about. Yep. Don't blink. That's handy. So, yeah. And then Emily won't watch it because she's mean. So. Well, she was like disappointed we both agreed and made it our number one. She's getting a, a, a recommendation from two of her friends saying her friends, this is a good she thing. She shares a lot of similar interests with. Yes. yes. And then it's 45 minutes of her time. And she's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Emily, we're talking about you right now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about today. Jake, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about soundtrack and feels. Oh, no. Soundtrack, soundtrack and fears. Hey, I was going to put something in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've d- if you've listened to our episodes before, we do the... It's called Soundtrack and Feels, but we do the category show about... Two of those? Two yes. of those, yeah. Okay. Where we, we do categories and we pick songs for those categories. And we thought, why not do one for the Halloween season so that you can have kind of a... You get to learn about new Halloween songs, maybe create a yeah. playlist. In this fact, is one of those actually, ones that I know you guys love to okay. do and i don't know if any listener cares at all that's what i want to know <laughs> but you guys love it so much joel and i are very synced up this way as far mm-hmm. as the love of horror goes and we hear a certain theme in fact before we started recording i messed up and accidentally played maybe 0.5 seconds of a song <laughs> and joel said oh that song and i said how do you do that yeah because no one else not even i could do that and so i want to know if listeners out there care about this because it's this isn't deep dive but this is like middle dive this no is, this is pretty deep dive is it because at least three quarters everyone, dive. everyone hears these songs everyone likes these songs yeah, because no one knows the names of them like for example that's what we're doing we're educating on last mm. week's show like i talked about jaws and i played the jaws soundtrack behind it and you could hear that music and just know shark right you would right. come up and so a lot of these songs and themes are triggers for fear and they're synonymous with the movies and the characters they portray. It's also funny because a lot of times uh, during our October shows, Kent, you will play music behind the show. Yeah. But you probably can't do that with this I show. I can't Because at all. we're going to be playing music on the show. Yeah. 
because we're going to be talking about scores and sound and songs from uh, horror movies or just kind of spooky ones in general. We've actually created a Spotify playlist that you can go out and find the songs that we're going to talk about today. We'll put a link for that on BaconCell.com and Facebook and Twitter. Probably not Instagram because you have to put links in the description and that's just weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we have uh, 13 categories, which seems to be the running theme for this month. It works for us. We're going to go through them and we're going to play our clips and then discuss them. Yes. All right. Are you guys ready to begin? You better believe it, Buster. We just jumped right into this episode. All right. The first of 13 categories is the get you into the Halloween spirit. So the song or theme that gets you into the Halloween spirit. Yeah. If I may go first on this one. Yeah, please do. Because I'm going to go, I feel like this is going to be standard bacon cell fare. Well, I will pick the kind of gimme pick and then Kent will choose something a little more hipster. There's some I tried, but some I really struggled on. Right. So this one uh, for gets me in the Halloween spirit. It couldn't be anything else but this. Instant chills. So really? this is the Halloween theme, the main title uh, yeah. uh, from Halloween movie by John Carpenter. Uh, I have on my Halloween playlist, I have this version, the original version. I have the techno remix. I have the <laughs> Tyler Bates 2007 version. That's awesome. Like I, I love this song because it's so simple and yet it's so creepy. And this is just John Carpenter, the guy who wrote and directed the movie. He also composed the music for it. Yes, he did. But I feel like this is one that just you, you feel like... You feel Halloween when you hear this. In fact, on the first day of October, a lot of times, this will be the song I play on the Echo as the kids are like getting ready. I'll just, I'll hurry and turn it on. Literally the first thing to get you into the Halloween spirit. That's what we play. And it's like the first one on my Halloween playlist. Just kind of kick it in. This just feels like such a Halloween song to me. And I love it. Oh, so, you're right. Yeah. You're right. In and fact, people I was, know it even if they haven't seen the movie. And that's what I was going to say. This is one where you immediately think of Michael Myers or the shape, if yes. you will. Yeah. And so you, you feel that fear. And even though people have heard that theme over and over and over again, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like it still gives me the chills. Well, it has that, that upper, the upper notes, the, the, yes. the, what's the word, treble notes mm-hmm. that are just like kind of like that fast paced kind of frantic thing going on. Yeah. But then you have this ominous kind of boom, boom. Like you're being boom. watched or stalked. Yeah. Oh, so good. Very simple to play. And the movie is called Halloween. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm so glad you chose that because I was really hoping you would because I didn't. And some of these we may match Did you want to, though? We may match. I did want to, actually. But this one was more Halloween for me growing up. I didn't watch Halloween, honestly. I think I saw it on TV a few times, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really watch it until I was probably 18. And I was genuinely terrified. From start to finish, I mean, actually terrified watching that movie. Mm -hmm. But it... When I was like 13, I watched something else that got me into the Halloween spirit. I think I know what's going to be. I think I do too. Do you know it yet, Jake? I assume it's Freddy Krueger. Nope. Keep listening. Does it sound like a certain composer you might know? Uh, yeah. Danny Elfman, as you call him? Yeah, Elfman. (laughs) Uh, What was the movie, though? This is literally the one that Kent played accidentally just for the show for that little second. Was, mm. And I went, oh, I know what that is. And Kent. It's Tales from the Crypt. Oh. Danny Elfman, he wrote the Tales Elfman. from the Crypt thing. <clears throat> Elfman, yes. This uh, was released in 1989. And this show, I just remember. And granted, I didn't watch this just in October, but it's the thing that gave me the creeps. Well, it was always on like. It was oh, always Saturday on Saturday like, night. Saturday nights on Fox late at night. And so, you know, for. I, and honestly, for, it's such a nostalgia. Like, my dad and I used to go down to the local one gas station here in town. Mm-hmm. He'd get corn nuts and a Diet Pepsi. 
I'd get a Fanta red cream soda and penny candy. You guys would watch it together? We'd watch it together. Some of it must have been awkward during this episode. Some of it was awkward. So he's like, oh, son, we I mean, shouldn't be were, watching this. It, it was, I was going to say it was, edited, uh, it was edited for Fox. Like on but HBO, it's not still. edited. But the, some of those episodes. <laughs> some of those episodes are, are very adult. Yes. But it is something that like I think of the perfect haunted house situation. Yes. And, and truthfully, to paint you a picture, Jake, I don't okay. have you seen much of Tales from the Crypt? Can you paint me a real picture? Yes, here we go. Hold on. All right, hold on. Pause Two the show. hours later. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is beautiful. So, like, each episode... These zombie children are horrifying. <laughs> hey, I hope you listen to that show. <laughs> Bacon so, good night, each episode begins with, like, a tracking shot leading to the front door of the Crypt Keeper's de- decrepit mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, once inside, the camera pans down to the foyer, the hallways, and the stairways, and then goes down into the base. Like, it goes upstairs, then you come back down. Right. You go into the basement where you never want to go in a haunted house. Right. And then all of a sudden, the Crypt Keeper pops up. <laughs> Wipe out. The yeah. And uh, just cackling. And to me, it is such a great October feel. Yes. And this is like, really is one of the great ones on my Halloween playlist that every time it comes out, I'm like, yes. Because I watched it a lot too. Yeah. In fact, the first uh, mask that I bought, because mm-hmm. I. I, for a while there, I was buying a mask every year, a really nice latex mask with my Halloween okay, outfit. Okay, so not just one of those like string ones that cut no, your these face. Are like, and... These are like, you know, full head covering kind of stuff. Cool. And the first one I ever nice. bought was the Crypt Keeper. So I still have, and I still have it to this day. You really do? Yeah. Wow. What kind of shape is it in? Uh, it's in pretty good shape. Do I, you put it on when your kids are misbehaving? I, I, I should show you oh, the video. that's terrible. I, I have a Marco Polo <laughs> of my daughter with the mask on, my little three-year-old dancing around with this huge Crypt Keeper head on. She's doing this And it's dance. such a ghastly face. It is. And the dumb thing was... You do as strange a, things at your as house. As a kid, I actually... I drew the eye... I wanted to make the eyes scarier, so mm-hmm. I drew them to like cat eyes, like just the slit. Yeah. And then I couldn't get the mask on quite w- enough, so I put a little cut on the chin and ended up splitting it a bit. So... It's sure. in, it's I mean, that will happen days, over time. Sure. But it's still like I actually one of my Halloween decorations is I have all these masks that I've collected over the years in the window. Like they're all kind of around floating head kind of a thing going mm-hmm. on. And so that's one of them on there is Crypt Keeper because I love that show and I love oh, that. So that's cool. They were meant to come out with the remake about a year ago mm-hmm. and they just can't they can't get like rights to it or something. But yeah. I would love to see the show and that theme would be there as well. Yeah. Yeah. OK. All right. For the next category, this is the soundtrack or... Wait, what's the other? What, what's the category options? It's soundtrack, soundtrack score, yeah. score, score. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, to Yeah, score okay. is specific. The just instrumental. But we're cool soundtrack with either. Could be either. Yeah. Okay, it could we're be cool either. with either. That's what I was. Trying yeah, we're for. cool with either. Okay, so soundtrack or score. This is the theme you never wanted to hear as a kid. So I talked about watching this movie when I was like, or sorry, watching Tales from the Crypt when I was about 13. But I started watching horror at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you listen to the Mom Show, you'll hear my mom describe how she would take us to my grandma's house. And she had all these VHS movies and they were all unedited uh, VHS movies she record off cable. And so we as kids would be like, hey, mom, dad, go talk to your parents or whatever. <laughs> we're going to watch a movie. Can we watch a scary movie? And so we watch movies. And this was one of the first series I really sunk my teeth into. Or should I say, put my claws into. Oh, This is the theme I would never want to hear as a child because this is in every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie and you'd see basically the little girls playing jump rope. Yep. Doing their little song about Freddy. Yeah. And it would be be, look really innocent, right? They'd all be wearing white dresses. Well, that's super creepy sounding. Yeah, but it's always... And this, this isn't necessarily like... Part of the soundtrack, but this is a theme, and it kind of became Freddy's theme in yeah. a way because Freddy was always coming. Yeah, this was the beginning of a dream. And if you hear one, two, Freddy's coming for you, three, four, 
Better lock your door. Five, six, grab a crucifix. Seven, eight. Play. Better stay up late. Nine, nine ten, ten. Never, never sleep, sleep again. again. Huh. And so that is something that I would hear that as like I went to bed. And I, like I'm saying, I watched these as a child. It really made me desensitized to horror. Not in the best way, <laughs> because I really enjoyed the Freddy series, like especially Dream Warriors, mm-hmm. because it was then a little bit more funny. But fr- I'd had nightmares about Freddy my whole youth. So uh, funny story, Kent. Just yeah. recently, uh, my, my son, he loves the Halloween. My 10 year old son loves the Halloween season almost as much as I do. Mm-hmm. He gets very into it. He loves listening to the Halloween playlist and he turns it on all the time. Like I'll come downstairs in the morning for breakfast and he's listening to it. Okay. But he told me there's one song he doesn't like to listen to. And it's, uh, I, I have the soundtrack from Rocky Point Haunted House that yeah. my friend Greg Anderson gave to me. There's the Freddy Room on there. And he says, I don't like that one. And it's because of that song. It do they have out. the children chanting? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, and it wow. creeps him out. So he doesn't like to listen to that one. I want that soundtrack now. Well, it sounds like demented children, you know? So Well, it's supposed to be innocent, right? <laughs> yeah, they're but, innocent. They're singing this song about Freddy the Killer. But it's droning. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's a little more um, childish, I'll say. Okay. But it's and also a theme you didn't want to hear as a child? Yes. So this is uh, the Headless Crosby. This is Bing Crosby. It's like I recognize the voice, but I don't know what's going on yeah. right now. This is the Headless Horseman. This is the one from Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Disney. And this, if you haven't seen this cartoon, which you, you probably have, I mean, this is an old, you know, 1949, I think, cartoon. Staple. We used to watch this in elementary. I know, but the thing is, we'd always watch it in class. Yeah. They'd always show up because it's literature and Disney and it's a way for teachers to pass the time because they get thrown on a video. still terrifying. Well, so here's the thing is you'd be watching this cartoon and it's about Ichabod Crane. And, oh, he's in love with Katrina and he's so silly. Ha ha ha. Is this actually worth watching? I don't think I've seen this. What? Yeah. Oh, Jacob. Yes, it is. Huh. It's so much fun. There's this part where they go to this Halloween party where Brom Bones, who all the voices, by the way, are Bing Crosby in this. Every voice. But he does all the voices. But uh, Brom Bones wants to scare Ichabod Crane. And so he starts singing this song about the Headless Horseman. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a kid, I'm watching this silly, funny movie. And then when that song comes in, the tone of the movie shifts. And I know what's coming next. I know he's going to go in the forest. I know he's going to encounter the Headless Horseman. And I would get terrified every time. Like there's a part when uh, he pours too much. It looks like paprika. I don't know. Pepper. Uh-huh. On, onto an egg and then he pours too much on he puts it in and then he like blows smoke out of his mouth because it's so hot but for some reason that image terrified me because i knew what was coming up after that yeah. and so this song it's one of those songs where i'm like singing along with it and then as a kid i was just like oh no i know what's happening well didn't you want the end to change every time well it kind of did like you notice at the end they, they very softball the ending where they're like he could have lived we don't know i actually didn't like how cryptic it was oh yeah because i was like he he made it right He's fine. He moved to another village. Yeah, he's he, fine. He's right? teaching at another school. But, he but Katrina's the love of his life. Well, what's also weird is that this this movie was packaged with uh, the Adventures of Mister Toad. Yeah, the, uh, Wind in the Willows. Yeah, Wind in yeah. the Willows, and then uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And they put these two movies together, and so like it's almost hard to find a standalone copy of one or the other because that Disney likes to package them together. Mm-hmm. And they're there's very different movies. Yeah, totally very different. Very feels, different. But this one I watch. We watch this every Halloween season to get the kids huh. kind of in the Halloween spirit. And I hope they have the same experience I did of just like, oh no, the headless horseman's coming. Yeah, it's creepy. And what was it called again? Uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. All right, next category is the creepiest classical piece. All right, and this is one where it may not be tied to a specific movie. Many movies, more like. Yeah, it's been in a bunch of them because it's just a creepy in tone. And so I chose this one. Death March? This is the Funeral yeah. March. Yeah. Uh, actually, this is the third movement of Piano Sonata Number no. 2, Funeral March by Frédéric Chopin. Oh. 
this is one where, I mean, there's a lot of scary classical songs out there, but this one is literally associated with death. Like you hear that song, you feel death coming on or that it's around you. And it's funny because like I listened to the entire, uh, the entire sonata, which is about 25 minutes long, t- between 21 and 25 minutes long. And it's mostly, if I may Does say... Does it get pretty? Well, it's like, it's kind of this, you know, nice... It's beautiful. Yes. It's actually well done, but there's nothing really, and maybe it's just because I haven't, haven't heard it enough, but there's nothing that really stands out. And then this kicks in and it's like, whoa, tonal shift. Because it's, it it's most likely telling a story, right? And then it gets to the actual funeral march. And that's part of it. Yeah. And this is literally, though, played at funerals. Like it was played at the funeral of JFK, uh, Sir Winston Churchill, Margaret Thatcher. That seems so dark. Professional, res- professional wrestler, The Undertaker, used this as his intro music, <laughs> his entrance theme. <laughs> Now it seems reverent. <laughs> like, I remember I remember there was a scene on Saved by the Bell way back when, when I don't even remember what was happening right now off the top of my head, but like someone gets in trouble and they start walking out of the room and everyone in the class goes, dum, bum, ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Mm-hmm. Because this song, The Funeral March by Chopin, is just viscerally scary. Okay. I like it because it's doom and gloom. Yes. All right, so I went with one that... It's a great choice, Joel. Thank you. You've heard many remixes, and the remixes actually take the fear away, but I went with this piece. Ah, yes. Jake, are you familiar with this one? Oh, yeah. So I, this... I can't place it. I don't know what movie I've exactly, seen Exactly, because you've heard it so many times. Yeah. So this is Night on Bald Mountain. Uh, the composer is... His, his honest name is Modest... Musor, Mu, Musorsky, I can't I, say it either. Which I feel like is Modest Mouse is where they got that <laughs> name from. That's probably it, yeah. So this this has been seen in Fantasia, obviously. Uh, there's a movie called Jabberwocky. Dracula 2000, anyone? <laughs> That's probably the one I'm thinking of, yeah. You so, forget one of the main ones, though, Kent. Earthworm Jim. Was it Earthworm Jim? In Earthworm Jim, uh, the last part with the, the demonic cat and all that in the background, this song was like in MIDI oh. form. And I just, every time I hear Perfect. it, I think of that. But. And also Night on Disco Mountain, which was on Saturday Night Fever, yes. which the Bee Gees did. And I would say that's where it kind of, I think it's a great song actually, but taints <laughs> the fear a little bit. A little bit. So this one was written in 1867 and the whole thing was written as a uh, musical picture about a witch's Sabbath. But honestly, what I hear what I hear, and what I feel, it feels more epic. Like there's a book by Lovecraft called mm-hmm. In the Mountains of Madness and it's about Cthulhu. Yes. It's where we get the Cthulhu lore. And it does feel so heavy and epic. It feels like this otherworldly gods coming to destroy the world. Well, if you've seen Fantasia, too, you've seen Chernabog. Yeah, Chernabog, who went very far in a bracket. Such a cute little guy. But here's the thing is, (laughs) that is forever associated. Like Night on Bald Mountain, like Disney did a fantastic job with the animation because it fits so well. Yes. And you watch that Night on Bald Mountain section. It's the best part of Fantasia. Let's be honest. Well, because it's kind of hard to watch Fantasia. And then you're like, oh, it's this is so cool right here. Yeah. Yeah. Although we watched the full version the other day and uh, my kids were kind of surprised uh, because of the. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. The centaurs and all that. No, kinda? no, no. It, that, that scene of Night of Bald Mountain, there's some harpies flying around ah. who uh, are anatomically correct and not wearing tops, which is a little <laughs> weird. And they fly right past the screen. And my both my kids kind of went, what was that? And I'm like, uh, moving on. <laughs> you're like, I miss Disney in the 90s when they used to hide stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Back in the <laughs> 40s, they didn't care. <laughs> That's a great pick. In the Hall of the Mountain. Or no, uh, Nine on Bald Mountain. I get those mixed up. But yeah. Nine on Bald Mountain. There's, there's a ton of great choices, but yeah. that one's one was probably one. my favorite. Dun, yeah. Dun. It's a good, you win that, that one, though, Joel, because this is always a competition. Next one <laughs> is... Bacon sale. <laughs> the, this is number four. The worst song 
to play on a date. So you guys know I'm single, right? I mean, have we brought this up on the show before? A little bit, occasionally. Mm, we've, you we, we've talked about dating etiquette, and we've also talked about certain like movies. Who's that like, good-looking lady you're always hanging out with then? Oh, it's his mom. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> That's where you're going to go with that? I was like, I was like, oh, I hope he grabs that. I hope he does. I was going to say Freya, but I felt like, <laughs> oh, that would have been fine too. Awkward. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She is. Yeah, she's in town right now. So let's remove any sort of, <laughs> <laughs> let's remove any sort of mom reference real quick because this song worst is song to play on a the date. worst song to play on a date. And I'm thinking like I've talked about movies I've watched that are some, like, sometimes weird, but I'm like, I'm not going to be watching the movie. Here's the song that if let's say I'm in a car and we're at like make out point because that exists past 1960. Or are you looking at Joel when you say that? <laughs> I don't know, but I feel weird. <laughs> and so let's just say like you're listening to some some great music. It's really setting the scene. Don't look at me either. And then all of a sudden, no, I'm staring at you. Uh, right right in the, the ceiling eyes. or something. <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden this song comes on the radio. Okay. On the radio. Oh. You're, you're invoking evil spirits into our vacant cave right now. And so it's like, um, and then she's like, wait, hold on. Can we, can we stop kissing? It's like, no, babe, babe, no, babe, it's no. fine. The <laughs> dark Lord wants me to keep kissing you. <laughs> and listen to this chanting. It's horrific. And there's no way there's going to be any sort of affection. There's no way you can hold hands. There's this. Your date will say, like, please don't walk me to my door. Please, I need to call my dad or someone to just say there's a family emergency right now. This is from The Yeoman. There you go. So this song is called Ave Satini, and it's by Jerry Goldsmith. Now, Ken, I want to bring this up. Please do. Because I used to have this on my Halloween playlist. And then I I looked up the lyrics. Oh, I only looked up what it, Ave Satini means, but I didn't look up the lyrics. It's basically all around that because Ave Satana means... Hail Satan. Exactly. Yeah. The whole thing talks... The whole song is like this chanting chorus in Latin, and it's all like, Hail Satan, uh, bring us the Antichrist, like, oh things like that. Oh my gosh. Like, like, it's really hey like... <laughs> It's, it's really like... I just thought it was cool Gregorian monks. What was it you said earlier about the Dark Lord? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's what it was, though, because like, I hear that song. I, like, like, Dark Lord wants I me took to it off my playlist because I'm like, uh, yeah, I can't have that just like... Cause it was all fun and games, and then that came on, and I'm like... Uh, it's all fun and games because you hear that, no, yeah. and you feel dread. Yeah. Like, even not knowing the lyrics. Like, obviously, the Latin doesn't help because anytime someone speaks Latin, they're bringing a demon forth. Oh... Okay, are you reading the lyrics? No, right I'm not now? reading them on Bacon's Hell. You, you're really not going to. It's, you know, people it's are a little dying sacrilegious, honestly. Can like, you read snippets that aren't too sacrilegious? Yeah. Just to know that it references religion. Like, it, it really is just kind of basically saying, Hail Satan. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a little sacrilegious. Whoa. Yeah. I love it. You're shocked <laughs> right now. Well, I, I remember looking it up a while back and being like, nope, and took it on my playlist. But all I could remember was it's talking about Hail Satan. Yeah. And the, and all. Man, we so, have so many times we're saying that out of context <laughs> Hail now. Satan. So, <laughs> so fun fact about Avicetini is, uh, and also the fun Omen. Fact. <laughs> fun fact about Hail Satan. So <laughs> the Omen actually won the Academy Award for Best Original Score. And this song was nominated for Best Original Song. And it's the Academy is uh, possessed by the devil. One, well, that's true. One of the few foreign language songs to ever be nominated. Foreign and language because so, they're speaking singing in Latin. They're speaking in Latin, yeah. Hmm. And they're probably summoning forth, you know, the great Hollywood demon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, basically. But yeah, uh, this one's for you, Damien. Tom Hiddleston? <laughs> nice. 
All right, my turn. I'm uh, sorry, guys. I felt like this made the show dark. I'm going to brighten. Yeah, it, I'm going to brighten it up now. Okay, please do. Yeah, I think I see a double. I'm going to brighten you. it up. Here you go. Is it? Yeah. It is. I am so pleased you chose oh, wow. this. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Is that what making out? Be like, hey, what's up? It's like, oh yeah, this is a vibe I like. Do you oh, want to yeah, hold my yeah, lightsaber? Yeah. It's it's all okay, right? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Okay, Wolf no. House a little weird, but that's fine. I got two podcasts. Did you know that? Yeah. And all of a sudden, <laughs> this kicks in. That's gonna kill the mood. Kent, so Kent, not even Kent could make it through could, that. Look, I could kiss through this. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm like, taking this as a challenge. You better believe like, you can. Game of Thrones. You better I'm believe in. Kent can because back in 2016. <laughs> oh no! Did episode, he tell you? Episode 74, uh-huh. soundtrack and feels. Uh-huh. Kent picked this song. Well, the drive soundtrack, but he played this song on the song that quote makes him feel romantic. <laughs> this song. <laughs> we mocked him. We mocked you. And then Jacob said, just please don't try to seduce anyone with that. Did, can you do the voice again? How you sing it before? I wanna give you a night call and tell you how I feel. Uh, 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 I like how they got Jigsaw to sing on that yeah, song. Yeah. That was a great it's like, a, collaboration. It features Love Fox, the lead singer of Brazilian band CSS on the vocals there. And this was on the soundtrack Kavinsky. for Drive. Yeah. It was also on the Lincoln Lawyer, apparently. Lincoln and Lawyer? I, I like this song. It's like, a great song. I really, really like this song. My wife absolutely hates it. Really? Because it, it does get to a sweet part when you f- hear the female vocals No, the there. poor female's like, something, you're still the same. There's something yeah. about you, but you're still the same. Yeah. And all of a sudden the guy comes in, give you my call. <laughs> so it just keeps re- re- like repeating back to the scary thing. But here's the thing. My wife hates one of her biggest like nails on chalkboard kind of thing yeah. is robot voices. Oh, because like, it's a synthesized the, quite yeah, a bit. The synthesized voices like mm-hmm. the Daleks. She hates the Daleks. She hates even with the Iron, I am Iron Man when does that robot yeah. kind of, I am Iron Man. She hates that um, in the song Iron Man by Black yeah. Sabbath. But uh, this one in particular, it's on our Halloween playlist. And if she's in the room, she makes the kids turn it off. So this is literally a song that I cannot play on a date with my wife or she would just, the date would be over right I'm then. taking my own challenge here. <laughs> but then I'm going to think about you guys and I'll be like, I'm out. <laughs> uh, I'll look up at the ceiling. I'm sorry. Why you got to make it weird? <laughs> I feel like I already had. All right. The next one is going to be the song you play or you would play while stalking your prey. So is this the same as the last one? Is the romantic I one? I feel like it's a weird <laughs> yeah, transition why do we for same sure. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It was the worst song to play in the last time. So Joel, we're saying if we are a slasher, if in you a movie, are a killer in a movie, what would you want? What would you want your kind of theme to be? Okay, I want you to go first with this one because yeah. I believe you came up with this category. The, well, I wanted to choose some different ones in the sense with the Weird Halloween theme category, Joel. Well, that's the thing; it's Halloween, so we've got yeah, a little yeah. bit scary. But I said, you know, if I'm stalking my prey, I want this song playing in the background. Oh, awesome! So, okay, if, do you know this one, Jacob? No, it's, it's cool though. Wait till it comes in. Uh, anyway, this is the main title theme from The Walking Dead by Bear, Bear McCreary. So this actually has two different paces you can stalk to. You can uh, stalk to the fast ones, that do like when you're running after someone, but then it has the background kind of... 
where you can kind of walk a little more slower. I feel like this and would be some good cardio right here. Yeah. yeah. The first part would be actually, but uh, then you know it's also about a minute long, so then I could take a rest after and then go again. You'll need a rest. That's gonna. I'm gonna but get you're still winded. gonna catch your prey eventually. Well, yes. That's what zombies do. They plod along at a very slow pace and they find their person and then eat them. Yeah. No big deal. Um, but this was funny because like I was I was reading up on it. Uh, it's essentially just three minor chords. Everybody, G minor, E flat minor, and C minor. But uh, they have the very fast, fast violins, and the players actually said, the people who played this little small chamber orchestra they had, they said it was like an aerobic workout playing that song, like just having to go that fast. They had to make a workout from doing it. But I feel like they... A lot of energy to it. Well, I love it too, because like I said, this is a textured song where you got the kind of the heightened fear in the in the in the foreground with the violins but then you got foreboding fear coming in on, on the low notes in the background would we say violins are the scariest instrument can you get I, away with the most with the violin i didn't know that until i did my list i found out that strings apparently get me nervous because okay, strings, strings for sure i think a piano if you hear it off in the distance can be quite scary as well oh yeah especially if you're like walking to like a off room. keys as well oh yeah Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. But this is one. Also, I found this out apparently. And this is something I think maybe only uh, music nerds uh, would get. Like we're film nerds Mm -hmm. and score nerds. Sure. But like I think people with a really good ear for music would catch this is actually they change the theme song throughout the series. They it does. It never quite ends the same way or starts the same way. Sometimes they add little things in the middle like they change it. And I didn't know that until I did the research. for this. Wow. I didn't know that either. So, yeah. Main title theme from The Walking Dead. All right, so if I'm the killer here, <laughs> okay, and I'm chasing something or someone, look at the ceiling through the woods. Jake, I'm looking. Why at is you. there a ceiling ah. in the woods? So I'm I'm chasing something. I would like this song to play. Okay. Well, you're chasing me through the woods. Got it. This is from Kick Arse. It's from Kick Arse, but the movie it actually started from is 28 Days Later. Oh! So I chose the zombie one as well. What's it called? It is called In a House, In a Heartbeat. So In a House, In a Heartbeat. This plays during the climactic confrontation of the film, and then also at the beginning of 28 Weeks Later. And have you seen 28 Weeks Later? Yeah, not as good. Not as good, but the first scene in that movie is amazing. Yes. That opening scene, I was like, this is going to be the best movie ever. And then it kind of puttered out. And then it putters out. But it is like that. So that's the one while you're chasing someone through the woods. So I want you to hear the whole song and and go to the Spotify playlist because it starts out a little bit like slower, almost like the Walking Dead one where Mm -hmm. it just builds and builds and builds. And so I picture (laughs) I pictured myself (laughs) as a movie slasher just walking slowly through the woods and kind of getting a pace and someone being terrified and then it builds and almost it goes into like a rock centric sound and it's crazy and at that point it's running so it's just a build of a chase we could do this whole thing without you guys actually being the predators in this scenario you know like nope just the song we need it first person we're talking about why do you think so many slasher movies do first person camera work why do you think that (laughs) (laughs) they're always projecting yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but no and I think also Kent that you are always going to associate this with that opening scene and it is like this building dread and horror and then when it finally erupts you're just like oh this is the worst in a good way and like you said it does uh also appear in 2010's kick arse in in a really crazy scene as well yeah it's funny that i recognized it from that though yeah i was like that's not a horror movie yeah because would you say that's you'd like that more than 28 days later this the kick arse yeah, probably. Yeah, and so it's like the movie you kind of discovered it on, maybe. Yeah, well, the soundtrack especially. I'm a yeah. big fan of that. Go check out any remix of this song. It's called In a House, In a Heartbeat. And it's actually a really great track. Mm. And just, yeah, Looking heightens everything. I need to add that one to my playlist. Yes, you do. 
All right, number six is going to be the creepiest song, but from a non-horror movie. Which, there's so many non-horror movies out there with kind of creepy songs in them. So, you know, we could do another This was tough, the though, because I, I almost feel like I cheated because I looked for, like, thrillers or ones with, like, creepy main characters. Because I was looking be for a theme. I was looking for a cartoon with a scary theme or whatnot. There's probably some of those out there. But I chose one that is, I would say, a chilling movie, but definitely not a horror. You will not recognize this, so I'm going to play the first couple notes and then let you guys know where it's from. Okay. Bambi. <laughs> it's Bambi 2, actually. Ah, I knew it. The Smurfs. So you hear that? You got it. We got a really strong cello right there. Okay. Does it keep stopping like that? So, yeah, spiraling staccatos. We got violent dissonance coming in. Oh, that's okay. cool. And it's going to keep building. And it's, it's almost too intense. This song is actually called Future Markets. Okay. Future Markets? From the movie, There Will Be Blood. Oh, and so once you hear okay. what movie it's that. from, it makes sense. It makes because a lot of sense. Yeah, that movie—it's it's a one-man show, and it's just about a terrible, terrible human being. Is this like during the montage when he's yeah, building is. his empire? Yep. Okay. And so it's one of the first songs in the movie. Yeah. And honestly, I almost chose Daniel Plainview because there's a theme song for him, which feels like the Joker's theme from The Dark Knight. Okay. And so this is in two, 2007. Who did this one? Johnny Greenwood is the composer, and he's the guitarist I from Radiohead. I love his America song. Proud to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> and he's from Radiohead. Oh. So his version would have a lot of skips, and he wouldn't be proud to be an American wow, I at all. Wow, I'd love to hear Radiohead do a cover of Proud to be an American at yeah. this point. <laughs> and so he's actually done a ton of stuff. He, he generally works with, like in this movie with... Um, Paul Thomas Anderson. So he does The Master, Inherent Vice, Phantom Thread. Mm -hmm. And so they're like best buddies. Like they work really well together. He's a little bit like Trent Reznor where it's it's a lot of ambiance. And then all of a sudden, boom, he'll hit you with something really strong. And you're like, yeah. okay, I'm a little creeped out. Trent Reznor from Manage Nails who's in a lot of movie scores recently. Yes, with David Fincher especially. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I went with There Will Be Blood. It's a very chilling soundtrack. Yeah. Okay. I actually went with a Christmas movie. Okay, good. <laughs> so this is a Christmas movie, what? but it's a song from a Christmas movie that I feel... Just really, it's on my horror movie playlist because, or my Halloween playlist because it just has a very creepy vibe to it. I just realized Christmas season soon. Krampus. No. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. No. Oh, I know. I know. What is it? Batman Returns. That's right. It is Batman Returns. This is Selena Transformed. Is that classified as a Christmas movie? Yeah. It, it actually happens, right? The whole thing is like revolving around like Christmas Yeah, time. but it's more like Shane Black Christmas time, not like... It is. Well, this is Danny Elfman uh, doing the song. It's a Tim Burton like movie. Sub, of course, this is going to be a little yeah, Halloween. It is. But especially this one, like the Batman, if you listen to the Batman Returns soundtrack, there's a lot of like heroic themes and kind of action themes, but you get these... Uh, uh, couple songs in there. Selena Transforms and then I think it's called March of the Penguin. Yeah. But uh, both of them just have... I it, put those on my Halloween It playlist. feels very wintry, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of... Yeah, I can see that. And just the whole thing is just... It's beautiful. It's like it's swanning at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's a but great But it's got soundtrack. this kind of... Like, especially at the beginning, there's like these screeching violins. Like, yeah. Kind of like cat's claws screeching down the wall. But this is actually uh, right after Selena Kyle is pushed out of the window by Max Shrek. Spoiler alert for Batman <laughs> Returns. Nineteen ninety two. This is when she stumbles back home after almost dying and is determined to make a costume. 
So that's when that happens. But it really is kind of this creepy scene. Michelle Pfeiffer really does sell the part of like this demented, vengeful person who wants to like become something different. And the crush when I was 11. Yeah, totally. My main but crush. she like smashes stuff around the house. Yeah. Like she's having a complete breakdown. And this yeah. song is really like evokes that, I feel. So good. All right. For number seven, we have the, Joel, you must have chosen this one, the hipster horror song pick. Because <laughs> I try to be hipster in every choice. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. yeah. So this is one where we kind of just went out there, at, you know, have you heard of this? Have you seen this? Little a unique pick, right? Yes. So I chose one that's, I, I, I'm wondering if you've even heard of this okay. one, Kent. The Nun. My bar mitzvah. <laughs> it's Jacob's bar mitzvah. They're Is literally this... saying the name in the song. It's Koyaanisqatsi. Oh. So Koyaanisqatsi is an experimental film. It's called Koyaanisqatsi colon Life Out of Balance. It's a 1982 American experimental film directed by Godfrey Reggio. And this song is by Philip Glass. And the film is literally just slow motion and time-lapse footage of cities and natural landscapes with music over it. No is, narration, no words, no dialogue. Is Koyaanisqatsi is it one song, one long song? Because I, that's not the part of the song I actually am no. familiar with. So, well, Koyaanisqatsi is the movie. Uh, the one song, this song, Koyaanisqatsi, is like one of the tracks on there. But you may recognize Prophecies and Pruitt Igo, which were on the Watchmen soundtrack. Hail Satan? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, but this is one where I actually know this song because of Scrubs. There's a scene where the janitor is giving JD the evil eye and mm. this song plays really oh, heavy perfect. as he's doing it. Mm. And then he gets interrupted. And he's like, hey, guys, can you move? I, I'm trying to give him the evil eye. And then it starts up again. But uh, so it's really uh, this song is one that I put on my my soundtrack because it sounds that that, uh, you know, the kind of organ sound and then the chanting not as evil as anything from the omen. Sure. Uh, because Koyaanisqatsi actually means unbalanced life or chaotic life. And that's all it is. Just this guttural throat singing the whole time. It's actually, by the way, the Koyaanisqatsi is it's part of the Katsi film trilogy. It is succeeded by Pawakwatsi and Nakuakatsi. Oh, he wrote uh, Night on Bald Mountain, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, this is one, I don't know. It's It's one of those hipster ones that I'm like... No one's going to know where this is from, but it just has the feel of Halloween. Oh, that's the idea. All right, Kent. You know what? I'm going to open my imaginary wallet, take out my hipster card. Yes! Sign it over to Joel real quick. You chose... Did you choose something less hipster than Way Joel? less hipster than Koyana Scotsy? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I've ever gone Koyana to Scotsy. I don't know if I've ever gone that level of hipster, guys. I think I mean, our, mom, me up our moms this. were talking about that I've never earlier. seen this film. I watched part of it. It was really boring. I have... You know, I have it the main song, terrible. but it starts out in Utah, yeah. actually. I'll listen to it on YouTube, like the main song, the familiar song on that. Because yeah. Philip Glass is amazing. It'll be on our Spotify playlist, too. Perfect. Hopefully, so mine, they have it. Mine is a cult favorite, and I don't think a lot of people have seen it, but they recently remade the movie. But this is a track that everyone needs to know. Sounds very similar to Koyana Skotsky. <laughs> I hear voices. Whispering. That's a cool sound, actually. So this is from Suspiria, oh, 1977. Yeah. The original they, one. The original. They did a, a remake last year, 
But this is the theme song from Suspiria. It's written by a band, actually, a band. And so you can hear it, by the way. You can just hear the whispering. Very creepy song. It's, Very the band creepy. is called oh, yeah, The band is called Goblin. And so, yeah, this whole movie is about American ballerina tormented by a witch's coven. It's a Dario Argento film, mm-hmm. which I saw this one probably seven years when I was trying to watch a lot of foreign horror. And this is an Italian one. And I found it inaccessible as a movie. Like, it, it's creepy. There's really creepy imagery. But I was like, this is weird. This mm-hmm. is just too weird. But that main theme is terrifying. Is. And I'm actually really happy to share this one on the playlist because this should go on everyone's Halloween playlist. Even though they're whispering chants in the background. And, and you and, never know. What I don't want you to look it up because so, they don't want you to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm yeah. creeped out already, honestly. So basically, like they found, they purpose like they did like prog rock, this band. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, we're going to find the weirdest instruments. So they found instruments called the tabla, the bauzuki, and then they just put in the, they called them subliminally eerie voices. So they just start chanting just random stuff, okay. splicing them in. Almost so you couldn't even hear it. This is the recipe for German pancakes. <laughs> like, one cup flour. What if I feel eggs, so inspired? One cup milk. I forgot applesauce. <laughs> oh, so yeah. tablespoons butter. Uh, it's a little bit hipster. It's a cult favorite. It's no Koyana Skotsky. <laughs> well done, Joel. What is though, honestly? <laughs> Next category is going to be... Number eight, this is the song that you like, but you don't like the movie. Don't like the movie, but like the music. I'm wondering, maybe and maybe you save your choice on this one, Joel, but I'm wondering if we chose the same one. Mm, I don't know if we did. Okay. So you can hear the synth soundtrack there. Yeah. I almost get like an X-Files vibe Dune? from that. Not Dune. This is from a horror film that came out in 2014. I don't like this movie. Oh, It Follows? It Follows. Ugh. I know. See? That reaction. Why did you invoke the name of that movie? Have you listened to the soundtrack? Yes. It's awesome. I haven't listened to it in its entirety. I probably should, but I just have bad feelings towards that movie because everyone loved it and it was the worst. It, it's not great, but then that's what I'm saying. This is the this is way better than the actual movie it comes from. There are times when I'm like writing a review, maybe a scary movie review, and I'm like, oh, I need a good soundtrack, and I'll just turn on It Follows because it what's has that the, track in particular? So it's by a disaster piece. It's a guy named Rich Vreeland, but he goes by Disaster Piece, <laughs> and it's just called Title. Title. And okay. and title is that's the one that kind of sounds a little bit Stranger Things esque, which followed this movie or this theme by about two years. And there's one called Heels, and that's one where it's just like high pitches, like re 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 re, and it just it's one where th- this girl's well, being chased wait, what's down it the like? street. Re re re. No, more like the first one. Hold on. Real. <laughs> Hold on. Let me chase you first. It just sounds like wow. you're saying real. Yeah. One teaspoon sugar. Ave. <laughs> no. Uh, but this was one where this movie was an indie film, but really became a smash success. Obviously, we don't really care for it, but this guy had three weeks to write the score. And so what they did in this movie is, uh, and this is kind of film process, they'll screen a movie for a test audience or just as they edit the movie, and they'll use scores that they want to get the right vibe for. So they got like John Carpenter. They went for people from the 1940s for a creepy song. Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, they're like, you have three weeks, make the score. And he's like, and obviously it sounds very much like John Carpenter, right. which Stranger Things did like two years later, right? They're yeah. like, we're going for the synth oh, vibe. Oh man, I forgot about the Stranger Things theme. Yeah. And That's so, too. and basically they, they made this score and it's awesome. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, well, we're already so intense. There's so many rares in our <laughs> soundtrack, rare, uh, that they just, kept. I got a fever <laughs> and the only cure is more rare. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and so they just kept building it and building it. By the end of the soundtrack, you're exhausted because it feels like you're being chased. I feel like mm. this soundtrack gets the fear right more than the movie. It gets the rear, right? Yeah. <laughs> I actually want to go listen to this now, Ken. You like, should. It, I, it's only about 30 minutes as a soundtrack, oh, so really? go check it out. And each song How is... How long the is, movie should have been. Precisely. A great short story, if you will. Yes. It just keeps breaking its own rules. Yeah. That's yeah. the annoying part of it. All right. I chose one. I don't know if you know this one. You might not recognize it, Ken, but I, I'm pretty sure you... Do uh, you think you've both seen this one, actually, because we've talked about it before on Bacon Sale. Can I guess? Yeah, sure. it feels familiar, but... Van Helsing? No. This is Sleepy Hollow. Oh, awesome. Uh, okay. It's the end credits from Sleepy Hollow by Danny Elfman. I was going to say, it again. sounds like more Danny Elfman than you. Yes, it definitely is. Does this mean you don't like this movie? I don't. Like, I prefer... At all? Really? No, it's not that I don't like it at all. It's just, I... Like, I love the 1949 one. It has that, you know, special place in my heart. I've already used one of the songs from there. And I remember watching the... the I mean, you can go listen to uh, episode... Our Tearington Burton episode that we did. And I talk about more this more in depth, mm-hmm. but just I didn't like the vibe of the movie. I thought Johnny Depp was wrongly cast as Ichabod Crane. I didn't. I like Christina Ritchie, but in this role, maybe not so much. Yeah. And then well, what's wrong Jones, with her in that role? Like, it just it didn't work for me. The whole hmm. movie kind of didn't fit together. But I have the score on my Halloween playlist because beginning to end, like I, uh, there's one called The Story that I really like, uh, Into the Woods slash The Witch and The Chase. All these ones I really enjoy listening to. Because you get the haunting, wailing voices, and then you get that pulse-inducing drums. Yeah. Like the fact that it made like it almost—it feels like hoof beats me. Like every time I hear that, yeah. And I just picture the the headless horseman like riding after me. But I do enjoy the song, the, the soundtrack a lot. I probably should give the movie another chance because it just wasn't what I was expected when I saw it. It should have been the Dream Team with Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci. Should have been even. Christopher Walken to some extent. Yeah. Really, really creepy. It but it was just okay. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't quite land. And there was a couple that I danced around this, but then I was like, no, I really like this soundtrack. Like, I guess it's my comparison of my liking of the soundtrack versus my liking of the movie. Yeah. This was definitely the balance I wanted to hit. Okay. Good choice. Nice. All right. For next, the next category is going to be number nine. This is what you would not want to hear while you're walking in the woods alone. Just, I want you gentlemen to do this. I okay. want you to just imagine you're standing in the woods. It's starting to get dark. It's cold. It's damp. It's been raining. I'm scared. And all of a sudden you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> now, you if you've seen... seen like, don't probe me. If, you, <laughs> if you've seen an episode of the... X, or if you've seen the X-Files, you know some creepy moments happen in the woods. There's a number of episodes that take place and something is going on in the woods. Uh, the famous thing they filled up in Vancouver. And I'm like, I always want to go up there and just walk through those woods because they look amazing. Um, but when <laughs> you can't run away from the stuff that happens in the X-Files. No. Like, it will find you. It will chase you. You're the victim at the beginning of the episode. And this, this is obviously a theme song from X-Files by Mark Snow. Uh, I actually bought songs in the key of X music from and inspired by the X-Files. So what wow. was score and what was actual like rock bands? That's the problem. Yeah. I bought this for one. This is one of the albums that taught me never buy something for one song. Because they had the X-Files song, which was great, and then a bunch of crap tracks. Like There wasn't anything else memorable. Th- there was a couple. Th- like Okay, so they had Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and okay, the Bad yeah, Seeds. Yeah. Which, okay. That was one of the ones I liked on there. But then it had... I can't, I can't even remember all... I wish I could... I had the list here of all the songs that were on there. But it's like they had R.E.M. on there for some reason. And they had... Uh, I can't even remember any of the band. Some rap 
artist right near the beginning that I was just like, why? Probably like, because the song was called X Marks the Spot. Yeah. From like two years earlier. Like that. well, that's or, yeah. the thing, it's called Songs in the Key of X, Music from and Inspired by the X-Files. So like these songs may not have even ever been on the X-Files. Is this one of the free albums you got on BNG after you got likes, nine other yeah. albums? I, Honestly, I may have won this one. Like, yeah, you know when you I won, remember those. Well, you guys remember when? Well, you won something off the radio. Yeah. Usually, you go there to pick up your CD. Like, yeah, you like, want oh, a an CD, soundtrack. and it's like, oh, here you get to pick from these other crap ones. You're probably so excited though. Oh, I and was because I saw that. Until you listened, I can't remember if I bought it or if I won it though. Anyway, okay, so just look at the list here. You got uh, obviously Mark Snow doing the theme. Uh, then you got Soul Coughing, Cheryl Crow, Gary Newman. Was Glenn Danzig, Elvis Costello, but on an X-Files thing, you know? That's weird. Yeah. It's like none of them quite fit. Like every one of them, I was just like, I don't quite understand why you're here. And I really listen to like Red Right Hand and X-Files main theme. So yeah, this is, it's funny too, because, well, not funny, but it's interesting because Mark Snow was given, he could do basically whatever he wanted. They said, we want to synthesize soundtrack, mm-hmm. uh, theme, do whatever you want. And he came up with this and they're like, that's great. Do whatever you want for every episode. So they gave him basically complete creative freedom on the music as he could go along and do it. And he got a little more involved with orchestras and stuff near the end of the series. But it really seems like a dream job for a composer where he got to kind of just the theme and then go with it. Although it was funny because he said he he wasn't sure if he wanted to work on the X-Files at first because he just thought the show was weird. He didn't really get it. Oh, man. But he ended up being the sound of the X-Files. That's funny. Could you please... Please tell me the name of the Cheryl Crow song because I really want it to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm curious. All I want to do <laughs> is trust no one. Oh, nice. Stab someone. They're not using like these big hits Probe? though. Trust like, no Probe. one. No. Probe. No. It's On the <laughs> Outside. Oh. On the Outside by Cheryl Crow. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Unmarked Helicopters by Soul Coughing. Don't make up Thanks. things. Uh, Man of Steel by Frank Black. I don't all right, Kent. I'm walking through the woods. I'm all alone. And then I hear what? You hear this. Oh, I'm more scared of that. So I want—I actually want you to, I'm going to turn it down just a little bit. And I want you to hear this in the distance. Yeah, that's how it should be heard. And then it gets closer. All you're hearing is chanting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. Just a little percussion. Is this in the another background. satanic chant, Kent? It might be. <laughs> in fact, every one of my choices, after I listen <laughs> to Amazatini, for some reason, I find, I find string scary. You find summoning demons scary. Of course I do. <laughs> Am I wrong in that? No, you're not, but it's just levels, man. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of levels, this is from a movie that's not, I would say, outright horror, even though it, it's a scary thriller. This is from Us, which came out this oh. year. Oh, okay. So this I is, thought that was from Midsommar. Yeah, it's not. I listened to a lot of Midsummer and a lot of The Witch, and I was like, you know, I'm not bringing that into the show because there was. But you brought Ave Satani. I'm so sorry. <laughs> there was there was a selection which I may sh- I may say, but from The Witch that honestly had the chanting, and I was like, mm-hmm. that's disturbing to me for some reason. The Omen wasn't at the time, <laughs> and I said, I'm actually not going to play that, but it's really scary. But this one is the it's called Anthem. It's from Michael Abels, and he does the score for Jordan Peele's other movie Get Out and also Us. And it's really cool because like he started out writing gospel music and now he's writing like these great, like really clever movies, but a clever score to go with the movie. Hmm. In fact, uh, Steven Spielberg actually went to Jordan Pill and said, hey, whatever you're doing with this guy, Michael Abel, you need to use him again. It's this is like me and John Williams. Oh, wow. Like You need to keep working with this guy. And I think it's true. This is you're going to see this at the beginning of us when you venture because you haven't seen it yet. Right. Seen it yet. Either of you. Mm-mm. And this is this is going to. It's almost scarier than the movie itself, hmm. this theme and the way it plays. So Anthem from Us. Okay. All right. Next category is number 10. This is the perfect music 
for a ghost hunt. Now, Ken, you go ghost on a lot hunt. of ghost hunts. I go on ghost hunts, yeah. Yeah. And normally music isn't played because that would distract from the recording. Do you bring a sidearm? Somebody, I have a sidearm? <laughs> no, do you bring one? I'm going to get one now. Okay. <laughs> In fact, I'm going ghost hunting this weekend. Fill it with salt. And, and here's what I was picturing. is not me walking through like a, a pioneer settlement or something or trying to find a cabin. This is me. Here, ghosty, ghosty, this ghosty, is me ghosty, ghosty, ghosty. In a haunted house. Okay. And granted, I'm going to play this at full volume, but I want you to picture because if I'm doing a ghost hunt, music would be distracting. It would be. But it would more just be, I want it to create a, a feeling of emotions. Like there's sometimes where it's quiet and you get scared of what's around the corner. And then sometimes it's so heightened that you can't even con control it. But this song is, should be very familiar. Oh, give it a second, Joel. You know. Oh, I, I've heard this. I know this. I know this. You really know it. I don't even want to tell you because you know it. Oh, I know it. it. Yeah. It's The Ring. It's The Ring. Yeah. So sense. what's what's the what's the name of it? This this track? This song is an 11-minute song. It's called The Well. Ooh. Yeah. The Well. There's many versions of the, that sort of tune. There's one called Television, which is actually quite terrifying and you hear the static in the background. Ooh. You know what's amazing? This one, hmm. I, I just want to point this out. It's amazing to me that just playing certain songs like sounds, it honestly there was emotions attached to yes. that. And when I couldn't even name the movie, I still had the emotions. And You're it, still scared, right? Yeah. So well, well done on the pick And there. you could almost hear the lullaby that yeah. plays with that as well. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying? So yeah, it's composed by Hans Zimmer and Henning Lohner. And it's also played in The Ring too. but we won't really mention that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, but it's it's cool because it starts like really soft and slow, right? Like it's, you walk into a haunted house and you're like, I'm scared, but I don't know what I'm scared about. Yeah. Then all of a sudden these melodies become violins and it gets loud and rhythmic and it jumps to a thundering mm -hmm. climax. It's an 11 minute song. And so it builds, drops and builds again. And it's terrifying. Okay. I like it. Man, I should have picked something from the ring too. Now mine I chose, you guys know when you have, uh, like when you're trying to meditate or something like that and you have like a repeating mantra or repeating theme to kind of let your mind zone out. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I was picturing with this pick. Ken's like, I have two podcasts. <laughs> I have so I, I actually two. did it. Like unlike Ken, I wasn't in a haunted house. I literally was on a ghost hunt. I was like, what would be a good, because like I said, you don't play music during ghost hunt because that will distract from any recordings or sounds or EPs yeah. you may pick up. But this is one that I thought you could play during a ghost hunt, uh, ghost hunt, maybe in the entryway to get people kind of in the vibe for going in. Okay, I can see that. Literally, that's the entire song. Just yep. repeat it over and over again. This is the main title theme from The Fog, once again, by John Carpenter. I would almost say this is another hipster choice. The Fog? Yeah. Really? I don't think people have really seen this one. It's not great. I'm going to call people out. It's better than but... No, it is not. <laughs> but this is one, once again, composed and performed by John Carpenter. And this is, it's repetitive, pretty static. It doesn't really grow or shift that much. But it, I think it will create a mood without distracting from the emotions. And John Carpenter actually think, uh, he considers the, the entire soundtrack, not just that theme, but the entire soundtrack of The Fog to be one of his best scores. Wow, okay. Which I'm like... Like most, most consistent? I, maybe, but I'm like, whatever, John, that's fine. But this theme really is what, what is good. You do well, you, John. <laughs> I, I think the reason that theme works, and I, maybe I should listen to the whole soundtrack, is because the fog is mostly just fog, right? You see ghost pirates at times, yeah. but the music accompanies the fog wherever it goes. And so there's that creep factor yeah. that just carries with it. It's awesome. And just once again, like you think of the Halloween theme, you think of the fog, very similar, both mm -hmm. simple synthesized tunes. Yes. Uh, but both of them very effective and they do have kind of a different feel. Although I do feel like you could play the fog in Halloween or Halloween, the Halloween theme in fog probably would work. Yeah. But they feel different. Yeah. 
This is the title that is so overplayed that it's not scary anymore. I think you guys will agree that this one isn't particularly scary, but I still absolutely love it and think it's very appropriate for Halloween. So this is Toccata and Fugue in D minor by Johann Sebastian Bach. Or is it? Yeah, or is it? Yeah. Apparently he didn't write this, or or he may have written it. He may right? have written it. Okay, he may have written it when he was an angsty teen, or may he, he may have written it right before he died. Like, people really... I had no idea there was a controversy surrounding this until I dug deep. Uh, but this uh, the piece opens with the Dakota section, followed by a fugue that ends in a coda. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. Now I Thank know. you for saying words. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but this is, this is his most famous work, but it really didn't get that way until the 20th century. Like he he died in 1750, and this was like not until the 1900s that he, it became his piece, and that's one of the reasons people have a hard time figuring out if it was actually by him or one of his associates. But it became very popular in Walt Disney's Fantasia once again. Yeah, they did a great job. But it was more of an orchestral thing. But then it, they found the way into horror for some reason. It became the like like just before the sound film era and the silent era. They used this song to kind of illustrate horror. And they used it in the 1931 uh, film Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, 1934 film The Black Cat, in Sunset Boulevard in 1950. They used it as a hor- in a horror scene, like mm-hmm. a scary scene. Captain Nemo played it in 2000 Leagues Under the Sea, hmm. and then but for some reason it's always been associated with me with Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, that's where I remember it from, even though it's never in the play. At all. It was in the one of the movies, right? It was in the 1962 adaptation. Not even the original? Like no. over the silent movie? Well, it could have been in the silent movie, but that would have been added in post. Oh, okay, you're right, you're right. But yes, he, in the 1962 version of Found the Opera, they used it, uh, him playing it, and that became Which I've never seen theme. that version. So then you're Grimland, saying you like it, but is it scary to you anymore? It's not scary, but it's one of those things where it's more of a comforting kind of like, oh, there's just a familiar. Okay, yeah. yeah. It, it does seems so overplayed like you walk into a generic haunted house it's gonna and be you hear, and you're like oh here i am there's a there's yeah. a track i play every halloween it's it's the track i play like at the house when people come up and it's a it's like a it's an hour long track it's like this whole thing of like you make them spend a whole hour getting into your house i make them work for that candy <laughs> they need to work for that wow. candy, those tootsie rolls <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> just Tootsie Rolls, huh? <laughs> yeah, the little ones. Oh, no. Not even the flavored ones. Not even vanilla? No. <laughs> you love vanilla? Straight chocolate at my house. Chocolate? <laughs> Come on. Chocolate-ish. <laughs> uh, it's chocolate-esque. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. But no, like there's this whole track I play. It's called uh, uh, Music to Scare You, I think. It's just on this random CD I got. Is that the first part? Is this the opener? The, well, it's like the whole thing. It's a whole big sound effects thing where it's just music and sound effects. But I've created this whole story in my mind of what happens of this woman running into a house and getting trapped in there and then trying to get out. And there's a madman in there who plays this song at one part. But I've been playing this since I was a teenager. I found the CD when I was a teenager and I've been playing it still to this day. I'll play it at my house. Yeah. But Tocado and Fugue is a big part of it. And I feel like I, I don't know. I love so this you, song. But you do find it overplayed because it's been in so totally. many movies, so much pop culture It's as hard well. to nail down where you've heard it. Did you yeah. choose the same one? Did I choose the same one? <laughs> as soon as you said, as soon as you said, uh, may or may not be Bob. May not may not be him. I was like, he did research. <laughs> no one knows that on the top of their head. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, find it scary. For at whatever all. reason, your cadence told me. Like I don't know why. But yeah. Yeah, I came off a little smug, I think. A smug, Which, I think actually, you're right. Yeah. There's even actually another piece by Bach called Toccata and Fugue in D minor, but it's like a different one. So he okay. has two songs named the same. Both of them have like, oh, what is it called? Like BW something, where they have a number associated with it to differentiate between the two. And the other one's called Dorian. 
but way to go, Bach. Maybe way to go. Yeah. Maybe Bach. M- maybe. maybe way to go. I'll be Bach. No, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you both just trail winding down. Yeah, we'll let that go. Number twelve. What is the most annoying theme song? You know, I really struggled with this one because they're all annoying to you. No, none of them are. None of them really? are. Really? There's hold, some that are nails on chalkboard for me. Hold on. Because I wanted to be like, almost like a what's overplayed or what do I really find kind of grating? And it's, I struggled. Up until today, I had chosen a rock theme from a song, but I want to use this in the future. Okay. But I did find part of a score that I, when I was listening to, to it at work today, I was like, oh my word, I hate this. It worked for the movie. And you were I, like, I, oh my word. Not own. I hate that we put the, that we're putting this on the Spotify playlist because when people get to it, they're going to okay want to skip over it. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> listen to that on repeat. Listen to the DJ mix, that house mix. Awesome. <laughs> okay, you guys, ready? Ready. The heck is this a theme song? He's rubbing their hands on a balloon. Oh, stop that right now! That's I what just, it is. This is from. Oh, oh stop doing oh, this to the this is hereditary. No. Oh. Hereditary is more subtle than this. But they have that same kind of... This is Insidious. Oh, The theme song Insidious. for Insidious. Uh, this was written yes. by Joseph Bashara. Put that in quotations, will you? Theme song. Well, here's the thing. When, when Insidious starts, it's actually quite Wait, clever. I thought the theme song of uh, Insidious was... Tiptoe in the tulips in the garden. Which was written in like the 80s that and not meant to be... be. That's still weird. A really weird Except part. Except for I find that song absolutely hilarious. When it played in the movie, pulled me right out. Yeah. But so like the intro mm. of Insidious, like they kind of open up the movie and they show you like the first scary part. That's then all of a sudden right. the credits smash onto the screen and you hear, bah, and then Wah! and you're like, oh, oh James I'm, Wan. I'm put off all of a sudden, but in the right way because yeah. it's meant to be scary and offsetting. Mm-hmm. But I find that grating. But I want to say this fun fact about that. All I heard was great. Yeah. Great scene. <laughs> So Joseph Bashara, he also composed for The Conjuring, which is a decent soundtrack. It was another one, of, almost another one of my choices, and Annabelle. So he's worked alongside like James Wan and his crew. I am so glad I did the research here. Okay, I'm ready. He's an actor, Joseph Bashara, and he the plays composer. the lipstick face demon in Insidious. <gasps> oh, he wrote the score and played the lipstick face Darth Maul type demon. And he also played Bathsheba in The Conjuring. Yeah. Bathsheba the up. Witch. <laughs> he messed up. He messed up. <laughs> James Wan's like, you're a creepy dude. No, not not he messed up, like more like he is messed up. Oh, he yeah. messed up. He messed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> You guys should keep practicing that. <laughs> <laughs> he messed up. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not going to play it again because, oh, man. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Like not. you said, it was like rubbing your hands on a balloon. Now, Kent, yours was definitely worse than mine. Okay, uh, but I feel like yours and mine have a same tonal feel to it. Oh dear! And uh, you're not—you're probably not going to agree with it. But I'll tell you what—I—I kind of like hearing this one come up in my Halloween playlist. It's supposed to be most annoying. It feels older. Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely older. Wait for it. Hitchcocky. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great choice. Friday the 13th by Harry Manfredini. So I like strings, as I've shown on this list, but this one is just obnoxious. They're like, they didn't know what to do. Like, they, they were like, oh, you know, 
Hitchcock did some strings in Psycho. Let's play strings, but we'll do it like the Halloween style, which is just kind of repetitive and whatever. And they just kind of, it, it doesn't give you something you can hum. It's like, it's like they hit the violin players in the head with a machete. Honestly, it's like, they're like, <laughs> because what part of that is memorable, right? Like yeah. if, if you're comparing that to Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger, yeah. like, and they have themes, they have a theme that you can fear. And this one's kind of just like, like all over the place. Mayhem. Yeah. Do mayhem. And then all of a sudden the only memorable part is <laughs> actually it's by the way, it's Kiki Ki Mama Kiki Mama Kiki Mama That's way less uh, scary but yeah, that's Kiki thing. Mama he I'm going to try that my next he day He came up with the sound Should. Kiki Mama from the, the because of the movie Mrs. Voorhees uh, is reciting Kill Her Mommy and so it's that Jason what Jason would say Actually that just became creepy again Mama. Yeah Okay Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you brought it right back in Yeah it's funny Yeah he, <laughs> that's, I don't like that He said <laughs> everybody thinks it's cha 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 and I'm like cha 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 what are you talking about That's a literal quote from the composer he doesn't, cha, cha, cha. he doesn't like the people couldn't understand his whispering when he's like, German pancakes. <laughs> Why German pancakes? I, made, I want to make them. They're delicious. They delicious. Yeah, they are. Uh, by the way, he said when he was working on the score, his decision was to only play music when the killer was actually present so as not to, quote, manipulate the audience. To which I say, no, no, Harry. <laughs> you should manipulate the audience. That's the point of a horror movie right. is using the score to manipulate the audience. Yeah, the, the, get that, it together, Harry. That part is terrible, but I will say that that chase music is the most iconic chase music I could possibly think of. That or well, that's not music, <laughs> the, the noise. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> just that simple part there, which I still say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, gentlemen, are you ready? Yes. We are to number thirteen. <gasps> this final category is titled. Makes you want to turn on every light in Ooh. your house. This is the one that's going to give you chills. The one that's going to make you just kind of, you know, freak out, basically. Where you're like, Kenny, I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Killer's chasing me. <laughs> uh, yes. And so I chose one that maybe not, not from the scariest movie at all. It's mm. a scary movie. Like, it's a horror movie. But it's not one of the scariest movies we've talked about even tonight. And yet is one. It's the song that really does just kind of make me feel Fear. Kent, you got it? It's Signs. Psycho. Signs. <laughs> but it is it definitely, I was going to say, James Newton Howard, the composer, is definitely evoking some psycho vibes in Yeah. There. But this, the frantic pace of this music gives me a panic attack. Signs, huh? And then it has this uh, sweeping sound comes in later, like dun 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 and it comes in later on. Rare. And it just makes me feel like something is <laughs> rushing around the place. Yeah. Like this, the whole score of Signs is really well done. Like James Newton Howard, it's is great. A very talented composer. And if you're thinking about it, this, is a movie about home invasion. Like yeah. what? What better to be worried about something might be near or in your home? Yeah. Than a movie like this, because it starts. It starts off with this little kind of a this little violin just going very quietly, and then that really kind of dun 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 dun, dun kicks in really loud. I actually uh, some buddies of mine back in college. Uh, we lived in apartments next to each other. And when October started, I snuck over into their apartment and into their room and turned this song on and then left. Awesome. Just so that all the, they hear this kind of noise and all of a sudden just kicks in. I turned up the volume really loud. That's too. what we should do with Alexa at Kent's. Yeah, we should. But then it guys. just kicked in and like, I remember they came out like, what the heck? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about because I was next door. I lived next door. I didn't even live in the same house. This was a great time for to be in college and for horror. I would say the early 2000s were incredible for horror because oh, yeah. I remember going back to, I'd see it on the weekend, a movie like this, mm -hmm. right? 
and I'd go back to school and or like let, I mean, let's you get say, like the ring, the grudge. Yeah, sign, that's what I was going to say. Like with this well, movie, it's like I we'd get the DVD when DVDs were new and we'd all make tinfoil hats. <laughs> we watched the ring and I'd go and I'd call the place and yes. say seven days. Yeah. And it was perfect. I it's such a great era for like gateway horror, but still really quite scary horror. If it's yeah. the ring. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that was my pick. Uh, the main titles from Love Signs it. by James Newton Howard, which nice. if you listen to the whole score, there really is some uplifting, beautiful numbers in it as well, because yep. that's kind of the movie. But there's definitely these scarier ones, too, in the midst of them. Okay. All right. Kent. The score, the theme that made me want to turn on every light in my house is one that really makes me feel watched. We've made reference to this earlier Somebody's in the show. Somebody's watching me. Yeah, definitely. It's Absolutely. Turn on every light. Rockwell. We've mentioned this before. This Can we is, turn on the lights? This, this is, is this the other theme from Halloween, isn't yes, it? Yes, this is Laurie's theme yeah. from Halloween. And the reason I went with this instead of the actual theme of the movie is because this is this is personal. Like, once again, we have this uh, John Carpenter synthesizer, but this feels like Laurie is being watched. Mm-hmm. And if I'm sitting on my couch, you know, now that I have my new place and I heard this even play... I'd be like, uh. Jacob and I know what we're doing after this recording. Stop. You guys have messed with me before. Stand outside John Cusack style with a boom box. If you put play this. that spoon uh, in my bed again. And then Jacob's going to stand outside wearing the shape mask. That's not okay. Yeah. That's not okay. But I, I would have to check every closet, every room, under every bed if I heard that. Even if I was watching the movie. Hold but on, if, Kent, so I can write this down. Lori's theme? But this is something that it does give me chills. And it's kind of overlooked, but it's still, once again, maybe four notes all together. But John yeah. Carpenter, we could do a whole show. We have done a whole show on him now. Basically, yeah. But yeah, it's so good. And it gives me the genuine creeps because it's more subtle than the Halloween yeah. Man, like I, pulsing beat. I can't tell you, Kent, how happy it makes me. Uh, my OCD tendencies. That okay. We started with Halloween and we ended with Halloween. That's perfect. Yeah. During Halloween. Very happy times. Yeah, that is well done. Yeah, Jacob yawned. Well through, executed. It. <laughs> yeah, good, good job, job I guess. Uh, <laughs> but like we said, we are going to be putting this on Spotify so you can actually get the uh, soundtrack and fears, the ba- official Bacon Cell soundtrack and fears soundtrack. And this is more atmospheric horror. You know, right. we, we may do a Halloween playlist down the road next October, maybe. Mm-hmm. But we have so many Halloween songs we love. They're to gonna share love with you. this playlist. Maybe you should take off your annoying ones, though. No, we gotta leave that on there. Gotta leave them on. We're gonna we'll uh, take off uh, the Omen. No, one. we gotta keep the Omen on there. Skip over the For Omen curiosity one. Curiosity alone. It's so evil. Just don't listen at night, or you know, around like in church. Yeah, or church. Don't listen in church, or at all, yeah. or around children, or with your ears, <laughs> uh, but or Ouija yes. boards. You know, anything like that. But let us know. We, I mean, that's the thing is we love Halloween music. We especially you know we, we talked about scores a lot today, and so let us know some of your favorite. Halloween scores and if you want to throw in a song or two that's fine but keep in mind we'll be doing like a you know playlist down the road we'll include things other than Thriller that you can play at your Halloween party but uh, let us know on Facebook on Twitter on Instagram we're gonna be after we post the show let us know in the comments because we love hearing new songs and we, we can add them to our playlist and then increase our you know horror fun. Yeah, exactly. We may do another show like this in the future, which yeah. would be great to do. And let us know. Let us like yeah. can I ask the beginning. Let us know if you enjoy these types of shows where we do these kind of uh, musical it's categories. Too deep dive. Or let, let them nerdy. know if you don't like it too. It's all right. Yeah. Well, the don't show's already know. done. It so just hurts our feelings. It's <laughs> out there. All right, but before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons. So we first of all, the I am the listener category. This is twenty five dollars a month. So thank you, everyone. It's Terry Finley, a more civilized podcast, Stephen Ross, Adrian Gray, Greg Pascal from Greg's Guide to New Music, and Josher. Also, our baking council, which is fifty dollars a month. That's Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Matt Mudro, and Reverse Listener. Thank you, 
everyone you guys rock yeah and seriously though like if you even if you want to give just three dollars a month we thank you sincerely i mean for the price yep. of a double decker taco they don't exist anymore. double decker taco supreme oh but for one decker double taco <laughs> double decker that you you're not buying anymore yeah. yeah yeah you can yeah you're not buying that anymore so you can support bacon cell and you get all sorts of extra content with that we do uh uncut shows we do extra episodes we do jake's doing weird reviews now jake's for the doing torture his, yeah, jake. yeah. how's that going by the way yeah so i did pure country 2 uh, colon the you gift. Say you, you, you reviewed it. You didn't make the movie, right? Uh, no, I mean, you could have though. Yeah, that was the real torture, right? Yeah. Uh, no, this is from 2009, seven, something like that. And, uh, yeah. So the torture Jake, uh, finally paid off. So I watched this nonsense. <laughs> your heart didn't seem in that one. Uh, it's not. It was that my heart was never in that. That's your theme. <laughs> and, uh, and yet people are really excited to do it. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've put in some really clever torture things. So I ended up watching that with a bunch of family and um you made other people watch it with you heck yeah it's the worst halloween ever yeah no it was uh it was genuinely bad i put a video review explaining all the details on patreon on patreon yeah and in fact we made that available to all patrons yeah so if you are a patron you can see things like that as well as all the extra content comes with it and also sometimes you on some levels we have merch and there's more to come show requests and things like that so a lot of fun there Perfect. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. Or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com, go to the QuickWits Facebook page, and I want to mention they do special Halloween shows during the month of October. So make sure to check that out. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, at showtimeshowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers, but make sure you find Bacon Sale on Twitter and on Instagram at Bacon Sale. Also, go check out Joel's Good Night Sleepy Zombie book hey. on Amazon. Yeah, we did a whole bacon bit about just about that. Yeah, go listen to the bacon bit. Yeah. All right, so until next time, Ave. No! Bacon Sale. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Ave. I'm okay with this. Bacon Sale. Mm. Ave. <laughs> bacon Sale. <laughs> Ave. We're not scaring you. We're making you happy. Come on in. Soundtrack, Soundtrack and fierce. <laughs> Wake up, Jake. Everybody's wiggling. Wake Jake up before we record. Wakey, wakey, Jakey, baby. Yeah, Jacob has a drinking problem. <laughs> Fresca or squirt? I gotta do bacon cell? I need a drink. I need your diet ruby red squirt. You can kill a person with that. The Amish made it for me. Just stay over there. I'm not sure I have any basketball shorts here, but let it air out. Joel, look out the window. (laughs) (laughs) The hand is back. (laughs) (sighs) This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 All right, Jake, can I hear your voice? No. (laughs) You want to make other noises that you made before? Adorable Satan. <laughs> Aww. Adorable Satan's cute. Aww. <laughs> oh no. You know what's happening? Dracula 2000. Anyone? <laughs> Such a cute little guy. I miss Disney Darn in the harpies. 90s when they used to hide stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Back in the 40s, they didn't care. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's in town right now. You're invoking evil spirits <laughs> into our baking cave right now. It's, it's a little sacrilegious. Whoa. Fun fact about Hail Satan. Uh, this one's for you, Damien. Not even Ken can make it through could, that. Look, I could kiss through this. Oh, <laughs> Just please don't try to seduce anyone with that. But then I'm going to think about you guys and I'll be like, I'm out.
Why you gotta make it weird? I feel like I already had. Oh, your nose, Jacob. Ew. Not into the microphone. Save those. Put them in Ken's pillow later. Strings apparently get me nervous. This is the recipe for German pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> one cup of flour, one teaspoon sugar. I got a fever, and the only cure is more rare. <laughs> Don't probe me. All I want to do is trust no one. I find string scary. You find summoning demons scary. Of course I do. <laughs> Am I wrong in that? No, you're not, but just levels, man. I'm not bringing that into the show because there was... But you brought Ave Satani? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Gee, that scared me. Are you okay? What happened? You, you moved reflection. your hand. I saw like a... It looked like a dog running past or something. <laughs> moved my hand oh, yeah, the window. <laughs> the reflection. You know I'm keeping that in the show, you right? got him. <laughs> uh, we have the lights off here in the baby yeah. cave. It just made scary shadows <laughs> on the window.